Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mindset Mile podcast. I hope that you are having an excellent September. This is my favorite month. My husband and I just celebrated our six-year wedding anniversary. So we had a child-free weekend and week, and we actually just did all kinds of Santa Barbara things. So um, that is kind of the latest here. This episode is brought to you by Upswing Fitness, and I want to talk to you today about five things you need to stop feeling guilty about. And these are things that are kind of like blanket issues. I hear people vocalize in any stage of their life they're in, you know, whether it's a parent or a business owner or someone in their fitness journey or someone in relationships. These are just five things that I see a lot of people have angst over and it is time to stop. And so the first one that I want to talk to you about is stop feeling guilty about prioritizing yourself. We, for some reason, are under the impression that taking care of ourselves is selfish. And I know that this is a blanket problem, but I know parents especially feels this way. And there is this idea that being a selfless mom equals being a good mom. But what I see and from my experience is having always being a selfless mom actually equals burnt out, short-tempered, exhausted mom. Being a parent is inherently selfless. You do not need to run on empty to anybody in order to prove that. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions with prioritizing yourself is that if you're not selfless, then you're selfish. And this is completely untrue. 
How are you best supposed to show up for others if you are not making sure that your own cup is filled to pour from? Putting yourself first actually says, I care about you so much that I want to make sure that you are getting the best of me. And so when it comes to taking care of yourself and putting yourself first, This is something we often refer to as self-care. But when you think about self-care, I really want you to focus on quality over quantity. Self-care doesn't need to take a long time. It doesn't need to cost a lot of money. And it's going to look different for everybody. But maybe for you, that is taking a bath with your favorite book at the end of a long day. Or maybe it's scheduling 30 to 60 minutes of exercise, which I highly suggest everybody do, (laughs) regardless of what other forms of self-care you take. Um, But doing this four to five times a week, maybe that means going by yourself or with a friend to get a mani-pedi or taking 15 minutes in the morning to wake up earlier, have your coffee in peace and quiet, and just meditate or journal. So when you are contributing to your own mental wellness, you will find that you become much more eager to make sure everyone else around you is also taken care of. And you start to feel like it's less of a a burden and a monotony because it's just something that you, you are energized now because you have filled your tank before filling others. The second thing you need to stop feeling guilty about is reaching out for help. So there is this stigma that needing help is a weakness. And I'm here to tell you that needing and asking for help doesn't mean that you are still not managing a ton. It means that you realize your boundaries, you're leveraging your time, And you know that together is better than doing something alone. There are many ways that I see people scared to reach out for help or even accept it when it is being offered, especially I think as a new parent, we, we don't know, we don't want to burden anyone else by like asking them to come over or maybe dropping off a meal for dinner or coming over to hold the baby while you take 30 minutes to just kind of decompress and unwind by yourself. I see this with business owners, people in relationships, or even people struggling mentally and emotionally who probably need therapy that for some reason just feel like they need to manage everything by themselves or figure it out on their own. Why do we feel like we need to do everything on our own? And I'm speaking from my opinion and just personal um, reference here, but I think generationally, we feel guilty because our parents did like everything by themselves. So, you know, an example that comes to mind for me is that my mom, my mom was a single mom and she worked super hard to maintain our life, to keep us in my hometown, to keep us in the house that I grew up in. She never had a house cleaner there was never a gardener. I never had a nanny. There was no such thing as grocery delivery service at the time. There are no prepped meal services, etc. 
So my mom, on top of working full time, you would spend her weekends cleaning the house. When I became old enough, I was the one mowing the yard and doing yard work with her. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I definitely agree that doing things on your own and not having a silver spoon, you know, handed to you. And there's a lot of great work ethic that comes from knowing how to do things by yourself and managing things by yourself. But it doesn't mean that you need to be broken because your load is too heavy. And if you have the means to outsource some of these things, it allows you to work smarter and not harder. And I think that that is brilliant. I don't know anyone that doesn't want to work smarter instead of harder. So um, this is like a real life example that just happened very recently for me. My daughter's daycare, they gave a like a week and a half notice that they were closing for good. And this was kind of a more like homegrown daycare. This wasn't like a facility. This was at a preschool teacher's home that had, um, you know, a couple of assistants and kids come to her house for daycare. And granted Shiloh was only there for half days, um, in the mornings from like eight to 12. But as a working parent, like that was really a lot of my, the majority of the time that I would get my work done. It was the time that I would exercise. It was the time that I had some time to just feed myself, um, and, and decompress. And it's really hard. We don't have any family around in Santa Barbara. And even though we know, and we always say like, it takes a village to raise children. Um, you know, what does that look like when you don't have your village? And suddenly a part of my little village, just like, just completely the rug got swept underneath us. And I, as you know, daycares and preschools, you have to be on waiting lists forever before they get in. So it was actually very stressful to try to figure this out on the fly. Um, I also had zero notice to prep for the amount of work that I was not going to be able to get done. And I am also 31 weeks pregnant, taking care of a toddler from basically the time she wakes up in the morning till the time she goes to bed. Um, my husband has been working a lot lately and he works evenings. And so I do find that I am doing things by myself a lot of the time. And while I love being a parent and I love being with her, doing this for a few weeks, it didn't take me very long to feel like I was on the verge of a mental breakdown. And I just really was feeling all the pregnancy emotions, um, and hormones. And I actually feel like I suffer from a level of what I've learned now is called antipartum depression, which is what most women experience postpartum. But I happen to feel some of those similar things during pregnancy. And so I was having a really, really challenging month, just mentally, physically, emotionally, I was burnt out. And I reached out to my dad and who lives four hours north of us. And I said, can you please take Shiloh for a week? I really need to just have a break. And, um, this, uh, she's actually there currently. 
So I've had days to just get stuff done around the house, kind of nest and get ready for baby number two. I've done deep cleaning, organizing. I've got caught up on work. I've been able to go back to the gym and I can't even tell you how energized I feel. And I didn't feel bad about needing to reach out to my family and coordinate dropping her off even hours away to get that break. So stop feeling like you need to do everything by yourself and for an extended period of time before you ask for help. Hey guys, my sponsor, Get the Tea, has a unique selection of organic non-GMO supplements and teas made right here in the U.S. Their teas are for cleansing your gut in a very gentle yet effective way. They have formulated just the right blend of natural herbs that will clean your body and help keep your colon healthy. And they've given their website a makeover to make ordering a lot easier and user-friendly. For September, if you order the code ZAZA32, you'll receive a bottle of their Alley Beat supplement for $32. This product has stabilized allicin, beetroot powder, D3, zinc, and vitamin C. It's great for maintaining blood pressure and boosting your immune system. You can get it on sale during the month of September for $32 if you enter code ZAZA32. Go to getthetea.com. So the third thing, stop feeling guilty about feeling all of your emotions. We as humans are entitled to the full spectrum of emotions. It is part of our human experience. And what I see a lot of times online or in person is we want to apologize about crying or breaking down or having a bad day. We feel guilty about not being happy all of the time, especially, you know, when things are going well, like hashtag first world problems. Like if you're having a bad day, but you still have a roof over your head and food in your fridge. And those are absolutely things to be grateful for and never take for granted. But there is a layer of shame. I think that we put on ourselves and that we expect people to not feel because they have something that others in the world maybe do not. And I think that adding shame to feeling your emotions only exasperates the problem. It draws out the bad feelings and it does not leave you in a problem solving state. So we feel guilty over not liking things that feel hard, right? And I I have a problem with this because you don't have to like something every moment of it, whether that is parenting or pregnancy or your job, or, you know, like for example, for me personally, like running a full marathon, as you know, like I didn't love every time Saturday or Sunday rolled around. And I had these long runs scheduled in my training program that were 14, 18, 20 miles long. Like there were parts of it that sucked, but you know what? Looking back on that experience, it really was. I remember the experience in its entirety as being one of the best things I've ever done. And that's how I'll remember it. I don't remember mile 17 on that one Saturday. Like I remember that it was hard and that it sucked and I might not have liked it in the moment, but I loved the satisfaction I got from 
following through with something that I committed to, even when it was hard. And so this goes for literally anything that you feel like you don't like, you don't have to like it all the time. Stop expecting that in order to be good at something that you have to like it. Stop expecting that like only great things feel good all the time. Like that is such a misconception and stop trying to change the way that you feel. And instead, when you feel bad about something or you're having bad feelings, make space for it. It feels so much harder and it takes so much more energy when you are resisting it and always trying to just override your feelings with feelings of happiness and, um, you know, positive feelings. And so it's just so much less draining and it is completely normal to acknowledge your feelings and sit with them. And like everything else, they will pass. They don't last forever, but you don't need to do everything in your might to change them right in that very moment. The next thing is not being available 24 seven. So this one is for all my people pleasers. Boundaries are healthy. Not having boundaries with work, family, your kids, your friends, that is not healthy. And I think that we struggle a lot more with this, with people who are within closer relationship proximity to us. And what I mean by that is we often feel more obligated to family members, whether it's our mom or our in-laws or our whoever that is for you. It could be a friend or even a boss, people that are within closer proximity to you emotionally and with, with your relationship tend to get more precedence when it comes to maybe extending out of our boundaries when it comes to being available. And let me tell you this, nobody cares about your energy and your well-being more than you. So that means you decide when you pick up the phone. It means you decide what you say yes to, what plans you commit to. And if you have someone in your life that is used to being able to reach you around the clock, it's because you set the expectation that that is okay. That is an ongoing habit that they are used to. They know that they can reach you anytime that you will drop everything for them. And sometimes that is what is necessary. I'm not saying that you don't need to consider last minute things that come up that you might need to reshuffle your schedule for. I'm talking about the consistent habit of always saying yes, when you don't have time to do something or you don't even really want to, this is not impossible to undo. And I know that that might feel like if you are a people pleaser, you have, you don't know how to say no, but being clear about the hours that you might take phone calls or respond to emails is going to be super important. And for me personally, you know, I've kind of realized the hours that I am, that Shiloh is in daycare, my daughter, um, those are hours that I have time to get work done and do important things that I can't do when I have her. So I do not take phone calls during this time. And I also don't take phone calls usually during the evenings when I am trying to do the bedtime and dinner and bath routine. It just happens to be a little bit more um, stressful of a time to try to manage a phone call. And even 
with my mom, you know, if she's calling to just catch up or say, hi, I had to let her know. These are the times that I'm just not taking phone calls anymore because adding that layer of pressure to talk, maybe when it's during my work hours or pick up the phone when it's a little bit more chaotic in the evening, that was adding unnecessary stress to my life. As silly as that might sound that I had to set a boundary for and just letting her know that set the expectation and being clear about it feels really good because then everybody is on the same page. So you are not a robot. You're not obligated to be available whenever it is most convenient or urgent for other people. And the last thing I want you to not feel guilty about any longer is not being further along. And I mean that in whatever sense you feel guilty about not being further along for. So I want to ask you, what purpose has guilt ever served you when you feel bad about what you have or haven't done yet in your life? I want you to truly answer and think about, has guilt ever motivated you? Most likely when you feel guilt about what, where you are in your life or what you have or haven't done in relation to usually someone else that's doing more, it just makes you feel bad about yourself. And then you start to think of all the reasons to be upset with yourself for not seeing things clearer at the time or not taking action in hindsight. It's just so easy to see the, the missed opportunity. Let that all go. If you're feeling guilty about things that you have not done yet, it's almost never going to result in productivity. It is just going to make you feel bad. So there's no such thing as too late unless that is what you choose to believe. So stop buying into what society or anyone says about your age. You're not too old. You're not too young to start. Stop believing what society says about being beautiful enough or creative enough or enough of an expert to, to start or to start offering your services. You have the option at any moment to start something new or to change paths. Any moment you can decide today that you want to do something new or that you want to take the, the leap of faith and start the business or stop beating yourself up that you haven't done it yet. And just acknowledge that all you have is the present. You cannot, as much as you think about the past and regret decisions you made or didn't make that led you to where you are now, you can think about it all you want. Nothing is going to change about it. All you have is right now. All you have is today. And you have the ability to change where you're at, what you're doing right now, if that's what you want to do. Once you get going, I promise you'll probably realize that it was silly of you to build up this like fear around like making change or taking the leap or whatever. And you might have these feelings of like, wow, I'm, it was kind of silly to just keep putting this off and I regret not doing it sooner. But the fact is, is that you did choose to do it. And that's all that matters. So there is no such thing as an overnight success. It takes consistency and not quitting. So if you are someone that feels like you've got a long road ahead of you, like maybe sure you want to start the, the business or you want to start becoming a food blogger, there's yes, it's going to be a lot of work, but take it one day at a time and do not beat yourself up for 
maybe slow and steady progress because that is going to get you to where you want to be in your end goal. So stop feeling guilty about not being further along. You have the ability to change whatever it is you want to do right now with your health, your fitness, your relationships, your job. I'm telling you, it's not too late. I certainly hope that this episode served you. If it did, please share it on social media so other people can find it. Be sure to tag me at Aisha Zaza. I love seeing your mindset mile journeys. I can't wait to see you next week, fam. And until then, make it a great day. This show is produced by Upstarter Pods, a podcast production and management team that can launch your podcast, edit everything for you, manage your show, and coach you through the entire process. I consider them my arms and legs of the podcast so I can use my biggest strength, my voice. If you want to launch a podcast or need help managing your own, go to upstarterpods.com or head to upstarterpods on Instagram to set up a free call with Chase to see if it's the right thing for you.